had kept the world to see Where the music softly playing And the rhythms gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico well, if we were being entirely accurate, we'd say New Mexico, because uh, that's where John Bonfilio is this week uh, in the United States, in New Mexico. Uh, John, thank you ever so much for joining us. Uh, how come you've uh, crossed the border? Um, it's a strange little story. Uh, I met a guy a few years ago, as you do, uh, who uh, had been transposing oral histories from uh, people in uh, the Zuni Nation, which is uh, an indigenous nation southwest of uh, of New Mexico um, and just uh, and he actually sadly died during the pandemic but he didn't finish telling me his stories uh, in which uh, essentially I probably shouldn't be saying this live on radio but he falsified all of the narratives uh, from mm. the Zuni nation that he'd taken 10 years in gathering because he didn't want to hand them over to the federal government because he knew what the, the US federal government was going to do with them so I'm just over here trying to gather the remains of of those stories calling you from outside a strange little motel outside a, inside a strange still ex-uranium mining town of grants which is on the famous route 66 in this town completely forgotten by history i can basically see derelict buildings uh, train a massive a train has just gone by with hundreds of freight carriages and, and i'm on the very southern edge of the navajo nation in a town completely forgotten by history Wow. Well, that's a fascinating story. How, how do you spell the name? I mean, I, I heard you pronounce the name of the town, but how would you spell it so I can look it up afterwards? Grants, G-R-A-N-T-S. It's not unique oh. in that a lot of these uh, towns around this southern edge of the Navajo Nation on Route 66 suffer from the same kind of, you know, loss of, of yeah. history and economy and so on. So, you know, you can uh, gallop through... Uh, a number of other towns they all really feel the same way as though you know people pass through them but really there are very few people living in these in these spots anymore yeah gallup new mexico i've heard of that in the past that sort of cropped up in either literature or songs and things um but grants i, I never heard of i mean and, and i'm assuming that um this part of new mexico that you're in was at one stage part of um part of mexico it was really interestingly and not just new mexico but california nevada utah arizona colorado i mean basically in 1848 mexico lost half of its territory 55 percent of its territory to the usa after the the mexican american war where uh, the u.s invaded mexico and in order to to sign a, a peace treaty a pact to end the war mexico signed over was coerced uh, some would argue to handing over all of that establishing the modern boundaries uh, that we have now and there's still i mean certainly in new mexico there's still so much you know tangible evidence not just architecturally but just in terms of you know the foods and the people here new mexico is really interesting because it's like a hybrid between you know indigenous peoples and uh, mm. you know i guess latinos and also here it's fascinating because if you are white here you're not the de like the de facto race you are specifically referred to as anglo and you are like another subgrouping of people that exist here, uh, which, you know, is not the case in other parts of the U.S. and certainly not other Anglo-Saxon countries. Yeah. And, and um, you know, while we're looking at Latin American news, I'm afraid from listening to our news bulletins this evening, 
the uh, news that we feared has been uh, confirmed. This is uh, the discovery of bodies in the in the search for Dom Phillips, the British journalist, and Bruno Pereira. Um, they're now confirmed as these uh, bodies that have been found. Th- they are them. Yeah, they've forensically confirmed Dom Phillips. They haven't forensically confirmed his uh, his his partner Bruno uh, Pereira yet, but you know, of course, that's going to be him. And it's no, like, as we've spoken about previously, you know, in uh, last week on on your show, Martin. Like, it, it's no surprise we knew that this was the situation. But I guess you know what this does is twofold. Is one, it, it you know, hopefully brings some kind of peace to the families in terms of you know knowing what took place, and also actually gives you know, bodies to, um, uh, to to the crime scene and the, the prosecutions that are going to take place. Interestingly, the fishermen that had been arrested, that are denied all knowledge of, of what, what took place and, and killing the two individuals, was the one who confessed and took them to uh, to the burial site, which is, you know, deep in the jungle, um, in, you know, a massively woody forested area. So I guess it's some kind of blessing that that happened because, you know, would, would they have been discovered otherwise? You know, I'm not so sure. Yeah. And so, so, sad news there. Just something else that I want to talk about, in uh, which we've sort of touched on because we've talked about these various elections. Um, there was a piece in the Sunday Times last week saying uh, Latin America is the, in the grip of a pink tide, uh, and we we're talking about all the sort of leftward uh, movement in uh, elections in in Latin America, and uh, China is now um, said to be having, you know, Beijing now having more influence on Latin America, which uh, you've noticed yourself. Yeah, look, I think I think the pink tide uh, thing is is obvious in terms of the you know the shift in in politics that is happening regionally in in Latin America. I think that the Chinese influence is is not new, however, and I certainly wouldn't link it to to the to the left wing emergence of, of of governments that has been happening since the late. 90s here i mean i remember going to you know really remote towns in the early 2000s and you would see chinese influence whether it be in you know bridge building or or small shops or investment uh, and loans and so on in really remote parts of um of latin america i I think historically this goes right back to you know the old trading routes between manila and acapulco that go back to the 16th century so it's not it's not a surprise but china not just in latin america but internationally through its what's referred to as the belt and road initiative is undertaking massive investment internationally by building um, you know i guess big infrastructure projects buildings roads hospitals refineries mines and that's certainly very tangible here that sunday times piece also kind of blamed joe biden saying that he'd sort of you know taken a back step from latin america and that's why china had been involved I, I i don't buy that china has been involved like i say for for a long time and actually you know if there's something to say positively about biden vis-a-vis latin america is that he's actually taken him on on a more respectful role towards countries here uh, since the beginning of his administration rather than being sort of uh, patriarchal and uh, about the the whole thing another interesting sideline about the whole china thing here is that they are using a lot of their investment i mean this actually goes back to taiwan a lot because of voting blocks at the UN. So um, a number of countries in Latin America have flipped their position um, over the la- over the last few years in terms of recognizing Taiwan, the Dominican Republic and, and Nicaragua recently. And actually, um, only a couple of months ago, both Honduras and Paraguay accused China of using vaccine diplomacy to reverse their, their, their position vis-a-vis 
recognizing Taiwan. So that's part of the interesting, as ever, geopolitical. All that and what we need to, uh, you know, what we should be thinking about everything. So let's um, talk about a more, uh, a less complex issue, which is uh, football. Uh, the World Cup playoffs have, um, have happened. Uh, Costa Rica uh, beat New Zealand. Uh, Peru lost to Australia. So where, yep. does that li- where does that leave them? That's, you know, partial, uh, partial success for Latin America. Costa Rica are, are through the country. Oceania winner than New Zealand. Um, and then, yeah, Australia won 5-4 on penalties against Peru. Uh, a match particularly significant because they put on, they switched their goalkeeper just before the penalties. And you've got uh, Andrew Redmayne, who's known as the dancing goalkeeper, in, in, in uh, action not seen since uh, the Bruce Grobelar days. So, yeah, so no Peru. Actually, really sad for Peru because Peru had played so well through the entire qualifying campaign and then just right towards the end started... Uh, started stuttering. They uh, really have quite a, a uniquely generationally talented team, but haven't managed to to make it. But Costa Rica have almost been perennial uh, uh, visitors to the World mm. Cup in in recent history. Are back. Yeah, excellent. Okay, um, John. As always, thank you ever so much. Uh, we'll talk again uh, next week if that's okay. Take care, Martin. Good man. There he is uh, in Grants, New Mexico. That was. Uh, Uh, John Bonfilio.